Hi, and welcome to this week's Last Ladies of Lit mini episode. I'm Kim Askew. And I'm Amy Helms. Today's episode is all about the latest films and TV shows inspired by books. The ones we're looking forward to anyway. Ooh, I love it. Netflix is in our wheelhouse right now because they are certainly keeping us entertained with, for example, the Enola Holmes movie, which came out last month. And that starred Millie Bobby Brown as Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. And Helena Bonham Carter plays her missing mother, whom Enola is on a mission to track down. And this was based on the Enola Holmes Mysteries, which is a YA series by Nancy Springer. I haven't read it, but I am very interested now. The director on this also was a director on Fleabag, which Amy loves. And we've talked about Fleabag in a prior episode as well. So yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is constantly talking to the camera and it's just a really clever premise and a cute execution. I definitely gave this one a thumbs up. Another Netflix movie slated for release on October 21st is Rebecca. This one is featuring Lily James as the second Mrs. DeWinter, Army Hammer as Max DeWinter, and Kristen Scott Thomas as the dreaded Mrs. Danvers. Ooh, this is from the producers casting. of Atonement. Yeah, really good casting. It's an adaptation of the 1938 gothic novel by Daphne du Maurier. And I don't think that I've ever seen an adaptation of Rebecca. I know that Alfred Hitchcock did the movie first, uh, but I don't think I've seen it. Actually, no. You know what? I did watch a miniseries version that was in the late 1990s because Diana Rigg, who just passed away, she played Mrs. Danvers in it. Yeah, the trailer for the new Rebecca looks really good. The sets and scenery are gorgeous. Um, It looks like the kind of thing we'd love. And Kristen Scott Thomas is always great. And then there's Army Hammer, who I love, and he's going to be Max DeWinter. So I'm excited to see. It looks good. I love that time period too, like the 30s. So (sighs) So good. So good. The clothes. I'm in. (laughs) Now, Kim, I know you are way more into sci-fi novels than I am. Did you read Frank Herbert's Dune? No, this is embarrassing, but I'm one of the many people who started that book and never finished it. I did watch at one point when I was a kid, the original adaptation from 1984. It has Sting in it, but I'm also really excited for the new movie version starring Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Yeah, but ooh, Sting. (laughs) That sounds good. I know. Don't feel bad. I, I didn't read it at all. It feels like one of those books that you're supposed to read, but I have a feeling a lot of people are in the same. Isn't it a really fat, fat book. It's really, really long. And it's kind of, it's known for being a book that people never end up reading. Then maybe it's good there's a movie coming out because we can all just take the shortcut. And it actually looks pretty intense and exciting. I kind of got like a Star Wars vibe, but like a more complex, dramatic, you know, darker Star Wars, I guess. The original director who was going to direct the movie version before the Sting version he ended up inspiring and and some of his people, his team actually worked on Star Wars. So there's a, a big oh, interesting there with yeah. the early Dune adaptations and inspiring Star Wars. Oh, cool. Okay. So I wasn't off the mark there. Not at all. That. I have not been hitting movie theaters yet, but if I was, I would certainly have gone to see The Personal History of David Copperfield, starring Dev Patel, and also featuring Hugh Laurie, Ben Wishaw, and Tilda Swinton. I did see that it was briefly at a drive-in movie theater here, and I contemplated, like, okay, could Kim and I drive to the theater in two separate cars, park next to each other, sit on our hoods, or sit on the top of the car, and somehow watch it together? But we've never got our acts together, obviously, to do that. 
it could have been fun though. I love the the dream of the, of us going to the drive-in in separate cars. Maybe it will happen at some point. Charles Dickens at a drive-in seems oh. so anachronistic and weird that absolutely it could have been fun. That w- it would be fun, and maybe we will still do something like that. But I love everyone in the new David Copperfield, so I'm really excited for that. It makes me think though of the one from 1999 um, where Daniel Radcliffe. This was before Harry Potter played the young David and Maggie Smith was Betsy Trotwood. Do you remember that? I do because weirdly around that time, there were two David Copperfields that came out. There was that one that you just mentioned. And then there was another one that was on some TV network and it starred Hugh Dancy as David, but then Michael Richards, who is Seinfeld's Kramer, played Mr. Micawber. What? And Sally Field was Betsy Trotwood. It was the weirdest casting. I kind of liked the movie, but I remember thinking at the time, why are there so many David Copperfields coming out? Like, it's such an odd thing to suddenly have a glut of. But when it rains, it pours, I guess. I'm not going to complain about that ever. I'll always take a Dickens movie. That makes me think of the year there were two adaptations of Dangerous Liaisons, and I love both of them. So I was glad that happened too. Um, But back to Dickens, I digress. Do you have a favorite Dickens film adaptation? Because I think we both know mine. It's the Bleak House miniseries with Gillian Anderson, and it is hands down my favorite. I will be watching it forever. In fact, I'll probably be watching it after we record this podcast. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that one. And it was so good. And actually, what's interesting is that Anna Maxwell Martin, who played the lead character of Esther in that movie, she's also in the latest David Copperfield. So her name popped up there. If I was going to pick a Dickens movie, I think I would pick the one with Yoan Griffith and Justine Waddell. Oh, yeah, right. In Great Expectations. Yeah, they were, to me, the perfect Pip and Stella But I also liked Little Dorrit that came out, uh, I think it was around 2009 or so with Matthew McFadden in it. That was good as well. I love Little Dorrit. I love the novel and I love the miniseries too. In fact, I want to watch that again right now also. You've got your work cut out for you. I know I'm busy tonight. Uh, But I know your favorite is the one with Yoan Griffith because you love him. And I also want to point out that you actually did see him in real life once too, which was very, yeah. very cool. You texted was, me in the moment uh, yeah. in San Francisco and it was unforgettable. <laughs> I forgot about that until you just said, I didn't remember ever seeing him, but you're right. I saw him eating at a restaurant. Yeah. I think you saw him with his wife. It was a good celebrity sighting in yes. LA. And veering back to the current releases, um, there's also Death on the Nile starring Kenneth Branagh, Gal Gadot, Russell Brand, and Annette Benning, And that comes out, I think, on October 23rd. And I don't know about this one because Murder on the Orient Express didn't get the best reviews a few years ago. Yeah, I didn't see that one. And I, I actually know somebody that went and saw it and they were pretty disappointed. But you never know. Agatha Christie, I'm usually down for. So yep. maybe I'll give it a try. Um, The one I really want to try to figure out how to see, I keep Googling it. It's a BBC series or mini series, which we just don't have here in the States yet, but it's The Luminaries based on Eleanor Catton's novel. I loved that book. It already aired in England, but I'm just hoping maybe PBS will end up running it. I'm sure we'll get it eventually. Yeah, or but BBC America. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It stars Eva Green, Eva Ava. I'm not sure how to say her name. 
from Penny Dreadful, who I think is an amazing actress from watching that show. I'm kind of obsessed with her. And side note, anyone who loves classic literature should definitely watch Penny Dreadful. Although I will say it takes a pretty strong constitution. It's not for the faint of heart. No. Um, But just a side note, if you're trying to keep track of all this frantically, don't worry. We're putting all the links to the trailers for every film we've discussed in our show notes. So you'll be able to see them there. So my little 2020 confession that I'm kind of embarrassed about is that I still haven't watched the new version of Emma that came out this year. (laughs) I see every Jane Austen movie without fail. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I think it's maybe because I have my whole family here and we have to try to agree on what we're watching and there's not enough votes in the household to do Jane Austen. But um, I feel like I should have my Jane fan club membership revoked or something, but I will get around to seeing it. That's crazy. I can't believe you haven't seen it, but that's basically your homework. You need to watch that tonight. Yeah, Um, I'll be watching that while you're rewatching Bleak House. Exactly. So Emma was the movie I saw, the last movie I saw in the theater before the lockdown. And so I'm never going to forget that I saw Emma right before everything shut down. And here's something, this will make you want to watch it. I've already streamed it twice. You never told me you loved it that much that you've watched it three times already. I don't know how I didn't tell you that. Maybe I just thought you'd intuit it somehow, but I like it a lot. I knew it was going to be good. I've seen the trailer. It's super cute. I just have to sit down and do it. So Emma, I'm coming for you, Emma. All right. You have that to look forward to, which is good. Um, But I will say you did get a bit of Jane Austen, your Jane Austen fix anyway, in a roundabout way by reading Our Next Lost Lady. That's right. So Kim and I happily discovered the works of Emily Eden, whose two novels, The Semi-Attached Couple and The Semi-Detached House, are both heavily influenced by Jane Austen, and they bear a similar style to her writing. And who doesn't need a little bit more Austen in their life, especially Amy right now, or at least (laughs) the flavor of Austen? Yes. So check back in with us next week to hear all about Emily Eden and her works and her intriguing adventures in India. I can't wait. I'm so excited. For more information on this episode, as well as further reading material, you can check out our website, lostladiesoflit.com. And if you love this episode, be sure to leave a review. It really helps new listeners find us. Bye, everybody. Our theme song was written and performed by Jenny Malone, and our logo was designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Lit is produced by Kim Askew and Amy Helms.